0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So great to see you today. I'm excited that you're in church. You glad you came? Come on, are you glad you came? Already, man, just the presence of God and and just the glory in this house already. I'm just thankful for what he's doing here. Thankful he sent you today to be a part of this. and. you. Uh, If this is your first time, we just want to invite you to just make yourself at home today. And uh, just jump in just to to what God's doing here. We are excited that you're here. And if this is your first time in the house, it could be the first time there in our online family. We're just excited to have you. And we would love to do this, greet you as a family. So Faith or New Church, would you let all our first-time guests know you love them well. Come on. Yeah. Come on, if you are watching at home, do this. Drop a comment, click that New Here link, Next Steps link. Let us know where you're hanging out at, worshiping from. We would love to do that. And also, if you're in-house, we would love to connect with you, give you a gift. If you haven't already had that, please swing by our hospitality area to my right or drop by Connect. We just want to give you a gift, get to know you a little better. And uh, again, please feel free to do that. But uh, don't forget, Church Center app. It gets pushed around here often. It's just a way to connect, and we would love for you to be plugged in. I hope you're excited about faith groups and uh, the what what God has done through those faith groups is amazing. We've seen people healed during faith groups, saved during faith groups, filled with the Holy Spirit in faith groups, and uh, and so it's just it's just amazing. So again, love to have you get connected. It's not too late if you're interested in being our le- a leader in a group love to have you do that as well. But um, again, I'm excited about this next semester and what God's going to do there. But I'm also this, I'm excited about what he's already done because we're going to put some folks in the water today, celebrate baptism. I believe we have one scheduled for first, uh, eight or eight or so for the second. So uh, it's just going to be a good day to celebrate what God has done. And so we're going to do this. We're going to do that in a few minutes, but I want to open up the word with you first. Did you bring your Bible to church? Come on. Yeah. Amen. We're a Bible church. If you're new here and wondering what kind of church we are, we love the Bible. We've been doing this. We've been hanging out in Genesis the last couple of weeks in the beginning. And um, today we're going to flip the script. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. All right. So uh, got to keep it interesting, mixing it up, man. So do this. Go with me to Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. And uh, hanging out in the beginning of books and in Genesis and Hanging out in Revelation today, um, I made this so easy for y'all to find these books, you know, just by like, it's first beginning or end here lately, it's kind of easy. And it's not like Habakkuk, you know, one of those, you know, Zephaniah, you know, it's just like, hey, here it is, you know, so uh, making this thing easy. But Revelation 19, I'm going to read verses 6 through 9, and also want to share with you, we have the U Version Bible app that we use. So if you're not familiar with that, you're more than welcome to, and if you use that, click on the Version app. Click more, and then events, and you can actually just follow along with me. But I want to read verses 6 through 9, and if you have it, say, I have it. I'm going to read it. It says, and I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. Man, that's going to be, this is, again, this is going to be, Genesis is what happened. This revelation is going to be a revealing of what's to come. So this is is coming, and um, oh man, a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of many thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. It was granted to her, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And we know that we're the righteousness of God in Christ because he makes us righteous, amen? Then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is a calling today. This is an invitation today to join us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. I want to pray. And uh, would you join me and then we're just going to just spend a few minutes together today. God, thank you so much for just all that you're doing in this place, God, in, in Faith Renewed Church and how you're changing hearts and lives. We just want to Make sure we're careful to give you the glory, the honor, because you are the only one who's worthy. And so, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. And as we just continue to speak into marriage and relationship and life, God, Lord, place your hand on it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor this morning, you're so special. Yeah, tell them that this morning. Let them know. I just It's just a beautiful reminder when you get just again encouraged by those words you're so special and so you are very special we love you and are thankful for you um i want to jump back into and uh I, I li- listen to, um, I always try to pull up the podcast, and I hope you're listening to our podcast and uh, getting the word in you. I try to go back and listen to it and listen to what I said, and I'm like, man, did I say that really? You know, sometimes, you know, it's one of those moments, but I always try to go back and listen to it. Last couple of weeks, I was talking to Pastor Lou, I said, I I went a little longer than normal. Well, I guess I was fired up about marriage. I guess I've been fired up, excited about this thing, and so went a little longer than normal. I'm actually going to try to cut back today, hopefully, and uh, and, and pull back, going to be a little Shorten message somewhat, and of course we're going to baptize and just worship and all those good things. So not too long today, but I do want to jump back into a series we're in called Relationship Goals. And um, what I really had love God is just is showing us, the importance of the relationships that we have in our life and how valuable they are and how, how special you are and we need you. Um, I've done this. If, you, if you're married, know someone who's married, you, you need to do this. You need to encourage them to go listen to the last couple of messages because we've been talking about that very subject. been talking about marriage and um, I'm, I'm going to, to continue today, uh, I guess you could say, to discuss and talk about marriage, but in a completely different light Um. We've been looking in Genesis in the beginning. We're looking here in the end today. And I, 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 I gave you last week a few things talking about marriage. We, we first of all, we, we answered the question week one what is marriage? It's important that we know, amen, what marriage is, that it was defined by God. And so, again, He's the one who set that in motion. It's two becoming one. And uh, last week, we talked about our marriage rights. Somebody knows you, need, you have some rights when it comes to your marriage. And uh, and they're not what you think they are. You have the right to use the right language in in that marriage, to be careful how you speak to one another, share those things. We'll talk about communication later on as well. But uh, you need to have the right perspective in your marriage and make sure that you're very uh, clear on and you're seeing that in the right light. Uh, How you perceive determines how you Receive, Amen. And so again, the third one is this: you need to surround yourself with the right people. If you're married and you're married and you're going through marriage struggles, surround yourself with pro-marriage people—people who are believing this and who can speak life into you. So again, we've been talking about that, but I want to continue our conversation about marriage. Just again, a little bit, a lot of bit, a lot of bit different path today, I guess you could say, because uh, I was I was thinking about marriage itself. Had been thinking about the marriage supper of the lamb and uh, this passage has been on my heart Day's title is just simply called the marriage supper if you're on U version or want going to check this out later but i've been thinking about this and an angel and i had this conversation about this very subject earlier in the week and um and then she gets up here on wednesday night and if you, you weren't here wednesday night i'm sorry I'm sorry, man. You missed out on just the glory in a way, man. It was so special what what he did in this room. But she sung a song that night, and um, it was called Getting Ready. That song was bad, y'all. You need to check that song out. It is a a great song. I pulled just the lyrics to the first verse of this, and so it was like a confirmation in my heart that this is where we're going to spend time at today, that we just want to pause, and as we talk about marriage, I want to talk about a marriage that you're all going to be in or all have the opportunity to be a part of. Because some of y'all are like, man, this whole marriage thing, I'm good single. Thank you, Lord. I'm good. Praise the Lord. I'm good. And and, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm good with that. Some of y'all are like, man, I'm, I'm married, but we're working on some stuff. I mean, whatever that, that means. But this is one that we can all be a part of. and And this is what the lyrics of the first verse said. It said, what an honor to be invited to the marriage of the Lamb. And what an honor that is to come and worship him. Celebration is the joining of the bride and the son. The two becoming one. We learned that week one about what marriage is. It's two becoming one. And so, again, this is an opportunity for us to ultimately, in the end, to be able to become one with Christ in covenant with him. Oh, man, what beautiful words, the two becoming one. All the prophecies fulfilled in a moment, so we sing. And then we were just talking about this verse here in Revelation. So I want to talk today about the marriage supper today just for a few moments, give you a few points that the Lord gave me. And as I I share these today, I want you to always remember that this is how he gave it to me. All right, so I have to just kind of, I'm not like the mailman. And so if I say things today, it's never to tear you down or whatever. It's ultimately in the end, I believe if we're open to receive it, I believe you'll be encouraged. But I just have to just kind of deliver and give it the way he gives it to me. So the first one is this. The first one is in the marriage supper of the Lamb, the groom is Beautiful. groom is beautiful. When I say that, like the polar opposite of stuff we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like this is like completely different from everything that we've been seeing. It completely different in like how we know marriage today. Because like today, for the most part... I've done a whole lot of weddings, been to a lot of weddings, served in that capacity so many ways. The majority, overwhelming majority of the time, it is the bride who is doing most of the work. And her mama. Hey, if she had, you know, so again, usually how that how it unfolds, you'll see this. And then daddy's writing checks and praying that they, pass, you know, kind of make it through, you know, one of those things. But um, we, but in wedding planning, the, the bride is like the one who like does all the work. They're, they're kind of like the one who's behind it and who kind of pushes it and kind of helps make this thing happen. Like Like typically the groom just like shows up. scratching and still all just, you know, just awkward, you know, just, you know, just the groom. and then they're kind of like, you know, they're concerned, they're worried, and I'm like, nobody's here to see you anyway, bro. (laughs) Like, seriously, like, no, nobody cares about you. I don't tell them that, but I'm thinking it, you know, because nobody cares about the groom, man. They walk in, and then it's just like, so, so okay, he's here. All right, but come on, where's she at? But I don't I want you to see something. It's different, but the, the groom is beautiful in this wedding. So rare. Man, the groom is glorious to behold. The groom has been the one setting these things in motion, putting these things in place. Like when we got married, angel did everything. I mean like when I say everything, everything. I had one job at our wedding. Two jobs. <clears throat> I had to show up. Yeah, that counts, I guess, as a job. I, you know, I guess, I guess it does. Thank you. I had two jobs. Show up. I made that one. I had one other job. Bring the marriage license. <laughs> I missed it. I had one job and couldn't do it. I mean, I was like, she would say, what do you think about this thing? Oh, it's beautiful. Whatever you think, baby. What do you think about so-and-so? What would you want to do? Whatever you think. And it's still that same. What do you want to eat? Whatever you want. I mean, it's the, I've learned that early about how important it is that we do this. So, but this is what's wild about this. I had one job and in it up, but the groom is beautiful. The groom has been setting these things up for us, and it's hard for us to process how beautiful this groom is. Before. I mean, because he's glorious. Because, again, nobody's ever at the wedding to see him. We're going to see him one day. The bridegroom is coming, y'all. Oh, man, I'm just like, I just, I, as I was reading this passage and studying this week and just thinking about the moment where this union of two <laughs> becoming one, that they come together as one, like no longer two. Like we are experiencing him now. It's like, And it's glorious, man. We get glimpses of his presence around here. like And it's amazing, man. I cry, I weep, and I just like, I'm just so thankful for that. But one day... Man, we're going to behold him. <laughs> and we're going to see him face to face. And it's like going to be an amazing thing. The glory and the beauty of the groom. It's hard for us to process that. It's hard for us to think that. I think David had a glimpse of it. In Psalms 27, chapter 4, he said this. He said, one thing I have desired of the Lord and that I will see. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple. Oh man, he's beautiful. When we're singing songs like Jesus, you're beautiful. It's not just song. He's so beautiful. He wants to have a relationship with you. And it's like, man, that wrecks me. Like he wants to have a relationship with me, and because I, and this is what I know. Because like when I say the bride, when I'm referring to that, please don't make this masculine and feminine right now. We're talking about the church when we say we're talking about the body of Christ as a whole. So don't guys don't check out and say when I was saying to me. No, this is us. If you're a part of this, because this is what I know about me. Point number two is this. This is what I know about the church. This is what I know about the bride. Number two is the bride is ugly. I'm sorry. I told you this is how he gave it to me. I just have to just give it to you the way he gave it to me. And if you don't know, man, the church is a mess. It's a mess. There's been a lot of people hurt and wounded by the bride. And and, and, and they've blamed the bridegroom. And the bridegroom had nothing to do with it. We better get that. If we don't get nothing else out of this message, what happened to you? And if you've been hurt by church, the bridegroom didn't do it. The bride's ugly. (laughs) Some of y'all, man, this is a wild church, man. Some of you feel it's like, man, the bride, like, I ain't never heard this kind of stuff. The bride is ugly. We're a mess. I mean, like, this, this is this is like something we got to grasp, like, get a, a clear understanding of. And, and you have to do this. Like, you have to grab this and, and, and come to clarity and make sure you recognize this. First John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9 say, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves if we say that. And, and the truth is not in us. And, but this is the good news. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're going to be baptizing people today that, you know something, they looked in the mirror I said, man, you know something, I'm ugly. Hell, please, God, note if you hang around here, you know I'm preaching about how fearfully and wonderfully made and how special you are in design and creating the image of God. So when I'm talking about ugly, you've got to make sure you're grabbing the, the concept of what I'm speaking. We're ugly because we're the bride. And we're actually what the, you would call, I don't know if you've ever heard this term, bridezilla. Have <laughs> ever heard a bridezilla term? Now, it's, it's a blessing. All the, all the weddings that I've done, I've never had a deal with a bridezilla. Y'all are all, you know, or at least not in front of me. Stuff might be going wrong. And they're like, don't let the pastor see this. Don't let him see this. Maybe behind the scenes, you bride and your thing up and you getting crazy and, and turning into a monster and that, things are getting ugly that I don't know about. But I haven't seen that. But I've heard some horror stories about the bride. I've heard some horror stories because again, that's a tough, that's that's a lot to take on. And to, you know, as you're preparing for this big day, most important day of your life, and you're doing this, and like, man, you're like, man, oh turning into this monster you can't even control as a bridezilla. That's what we are without Christ. That's what me and you are without Jesus. That's what, like, the, again, we're going to celebrate those who recognize, man, I'm ugly without Him. I, I need Him. I I need Him to come into my life and change me. And this is what's so beautiful. God loves His bride so much he cherishes his bride so much he loves you so much that he lays his life down for you he gives his life entire life lays it down dies in your place for your sin he gives his life for the bride that's how much you mean to him That's how important you are to him. Like every one of you, you have to see and know that how much he loves you. And this beautiful groom does this. He looks down at an ugly bride. That's wild to me because, like in our understanding of the wedding today, I'm I'm almost—I've never seen an ugly bride. They're all beautiful. It's amazing. And man, I love it when the doors open up and if I'm standing down at the end of that that, that aisle and I'm standing there with a nervous groom beside me and I'm like, man, behold your bride, bro. Look at that. beautiful. Wow. Wait a minute. What happened? How did that take place? Because, man, when, when, we, when, you, when we see, like, I, I thought the bride was ugly. She was, and I, something happened that changed her. And Number three this morning, this is what changed her, is that he makes us new. <laughs> he makes us And how and it's and it's different. Like this this Brian groom combo is, is different than anything we've ever seen before. Because like, I have I've seen what God, you know, what, what can happen and how God can transform and change a life. And I've also seen what good hair people can do. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and good makeup artists can do. <clears throat> I just got to be honest with y'all today. Y'all help a brother out. I mean, I'm like, man. Oh, my goodness. And that groom was like, he's standing there. He's like, man, I loved her already. Man, I've already, I'm here, dude. I'm doing this with what I already saw before anything ever shifted. That's wild to think about, ain't it? That's cool to think about. Like, he loved the ground. He said, man, I'm doing this. But how did that happen? What? Oh man! Tonight's gonna be awesome! It's gonna be a good good night! Man, it's gonna I can't oh whoo! Man What? It's got to be real, y'all. Relationship goals, all right? But, man, I, I want you to understand something about what he does. He makes us new. It's not a makeover. It's not temporary. Man, it's not like one of those things like the next morning. All that stuff don't wore off. And then you're like, oh, it's a, but it's so good. I loved you anyway. I, I, I knew what I was signing up for. I'm good. It's all good. Oh, man. What he does to me and you, he makes us new. Like, I mean, like, totally transformed. Not an not extreme makeover, but made new. To watch what the Holy Spirit will do and to see how he'll transform. Look, when when we celebrate baptism, and if you don't know Christ today, this is this is what, how we do it here. If you don't know Christ today, we want to invite you to the to the marriage supper. We want to invite you to become a to become a part of the family of God. And we, we invite even today. Like if you're like, man, this is new to me, but I want to say yes to Jesus. And like you have an opportunity to do that today. And then like even today, if you like, if you choose, we always have extra baptism clothes. That's what that table is full of, and we have towels. And you're like, man. I want to get in the water and celebrate what Christ did because what we're going to celebrate here is not a makeover. It's made new. And this is what he does to his bride. This is what he does when he transforms her. The Bible says that the old passes away, and behold, all things become new in him. That's what happens when he comes and when he takes care of his bride. It's beautiful what he does. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to hang out in this passage through this series. But Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church. What did he do for his bride? What did he do for you? What did he do for me? This is what he did. Gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. I was Setting the baptismal up Friday, and I'm gonna read the rest of this passage through 27. But I was setting the baptismal up Friday afternoon, and when the families was having a gonna be having a birthday celebration in our student center, and uh, they were setting up for that, and as I was setting up for this, um, Sarah and Ollie, I think, were making a little bathroom run and. That door was open, and all sees me. It's like, poo doo. And I uh, and, uh, love that dude. And and it was like, man, you know, it was like a fist bump. And it comes over, and I have a hose in here, and I'm filling this thing up, getting this thing ready. And they come up, and we're, they're standing right here, and I'm right on this side, and we're having a conversation. He's like, what you doing? He's like, I so, said, man, we're getting baptism ready, and Sarah's like, you remember, you've watched the baptism videos, you know, they've watched our, our, our YouTube services, our baptisms on there, and so we've talked about that, and and, and and Sarah's like, man, sort of getting all spiritual on me, I was like, whoo, <laughs> I was like, man, and it was just so simple, but so beautiful, I was like, I got to steal that for Sunday, because she was like, she said, this is God's bathtub, telling this to little Ollie you got thinking. think and he's oh man this is awesome and he's like this is this is his bathtub this is this is the place where it happens where we celebrate being cleansed and made new and I was like because this is what the scripture says that he might sanctify and cleanse with the washing of the water by the word and if you, if you know, then you know that, that man, the, the Word, it was, man, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. Jesus came, and he gave his life for us. And, and this is what we know today. It says that in verse 27, that it, it says that he might present her to himself a glorious church. This ugly bride, man, not a makeover, his name made new. And it says this, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Oh, man. Oh, and it, and it like amazing that when you just, when one time you looked in the mirror and you saw that messed up, ugly situation. And then after Christ comes into your life and makes you new, you look again and you say, wait a minute. Without spot, wrinkle, blemish, that's what he does. Because he didn't make us over. He makes us new. Would you stand, please? And I I, want to share this last passage with you as you stand. In 2 Corinthians. Oh, man, chapter 5, verse 17. This is why we're celebrating, and this is why you're here today. Somebody I I just came to see a friend get baptized. No, you didn't. You come here because there's an invitation today extended to you, given to you today. Being sent, has your name on it, your address. He's sending this to you, and he says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, bro, you... You don't know the stuff I've done. I don't care what you've done. God don't care. You don't know what I look at. When when I look in the mirror and I've seen the mistakes, I've seen the hurt, I've seen the things that I've done, I've seen the things over and over that's been done to me, I see that when I look in the mirror. But if you're in Christ... Made near. <laughs> because if anyone, that's us. That's an invitation being sent out to the marriage supper. If anyone to come, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things passed away and behold, all things become new. And in our opening text, it said this, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> I want to invite you to close your eyes with me, please. And, and I just, oh, I just, I just, today we want to celebrate the goodness of God and the beauty of the chrome. And we want to celebrate the beauty today of the bride that he has made new. And this this morning, like just his heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to give an invitation to a marriage supper. Like, man, have, this is a new term. I haven't really thought about this. I've always kind of wondered even what that meant. I, I, I want to give you an invitation to one day in full. It begins today. He makes you new. It starts this journey, and the old things pass. But today I want to give you an invitation to one day celebrate. Oh, celebrate the goodness of God. I love the reception and the afters and, and after the wedding's all said and done, the family gathers and we celebrate, we eat with one another, we spend time. There will be a celebration in heaven one day unlike anything me and you will ever be able to wrap our minds around. And you have an invitation. You're invited. Today it's heads about eyes are closed. If you're just honest with yourself and honest with God, and I'm going to ask you just to be honest in me for a few moments. If you'd be real and true and you would say this, I-, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm not asking you to get in the baptismal today. You can, and this will help that make that happen. But that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you today, listen, do you know Christ? Have you been made new in Him? Has He taken, have you allowed Him to take what's ugly and make it beautiful, to take what's old and messed up and to make it new? So right now, just heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If, if that's you, if you just if you just say this, and it's just right where you're standing, I want to I want to pray with you. I want to lead you to Jesus and introduce you to someone who will make you new, take all the mistakes and, pass, and wash it all away. If that's you this morning, just be honest. Just say, "Hey, Pastor, that's me." I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be made new in him. I want to surrender everything over to Jesus. Maybe you've kind of like, kind of one foot in the water, one foot out, not all the way in, but you're like, man, I want to go all in for Christ. I want to know today, I want to surrender my life in full to Jesus. Would you pray for you, Pastor? Would you do that? I want to. if, if as you slip your hand up as high to heaven as you get. First-time guests come every week. Praise God. God bless you. Who else? Raise it as high to heaven as you get. I, I want to just introduce you to the one who will change and transform and make you new. Who else? Just raise it up. Yeah, God bless you. Hey, man, you can put it down now. And I just want to pray with you. And as as you're standing there, I just want you to just come to him right now and say, God, take what's ugly. Make it beautiful. (laughs) Only you can. Only you can. I know that now. And I believe the message of the gospel today. I believe truth today that Jesus came and gave his life to give me life. I confess you now as Lord. I surrender my life to you. Make it beautiful, God. Make it beautiful. Make me new in you. I thank you today. And I just surrender everything to you. Receiving today the gift today of salvation by faith. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Can we just put our hands together and celebrate the goodness of God in this room right now? Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.